You're listening to the Mind Your Business Podcast, episode number 272. Today, we're going to free yourself from what others think of you. So, stay tuned. Hi, I'm James Wedmore, and I've built a multiple seven-figure internet business that offers the financial freedom to do what I want, when I want. And I'm the first to say that hard work and hustle are not essential ingredients for your success. So, how do you build a thriving business from the inside out? Now, with over 3 million downloads, this is the Mind Your Business Podcast. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? James Wedmore here. Thank you so much for tuning in to another episode of the Mind Your Business podcast where we love to take an inside-out approach to growing your business by you choosing to grow yourself. Grow you, grow your business. Oh, thank you for being here. So much gratitude. I hope, like, gratitude is, you know, becomes cliche. I try to remind you guys as much as we possibly can for you to be in a state of gratitude as much as you possibly can, especially like when you're starting out your day. So even if this episode becomes something that you right now consciously choose to connect with gratitude while you're listening, wow, imagine how powerful that can be because gratitude is this, is this emotion, it's this feeling that feels really good, doesn't it? When you're actually grateful, not like the concept of gratitude, but the state of being in gratitude is an energy it's an emotion, it's a feeling, it's a very positive feeling and emotion and it's it's a receptive state because you're always grateful when you got something awesome, right? Like if someone just gave you this amazing gift on your birthday, you'd be like, oh my goodness, thank you, thank you, thank you, right? And it's like that same state, that same frequency. Now here's the funny thing. We work with a lot of clients, right? At all these, all these different levels from our masterminds, our coaching programs, Inside Business by Design, and what I observe a lot is that when the individual who uh, has that like first big breakthrough launch, you know, where it's like, boom, I just made 20 grand. It's really fun or, or some big win that's, a, that's like a first big win for them. They always come back and they're so grateful. Like, thank you, thank you. I finally did this and I, everything you said, I totally listened and you were totally right and you know, all this stuff. And I, and I smile, I mean, obviously I, I appreciate that. I'm grateful that they, you know, want to acknowledge me in some capacity. But the reason I share that is because in a sense, and it just comes with love, it's like this conditional gratitude. It's like, oh, now you're grateful. <laughs> now you're happy, huh? Because you got what you wanted. And then the real question is, if we could take this to a whole another level of mastery for you, is can you be grateful before that? Like unconditional gratitude? Like gratitude just for the fact that you're doing what you're doing regardless of the results you have yet, you know? Like, for example, if tomorrow you just had the biggest win of, of your business career, how would that feel? Oh, I would, do th- I would have accomplished this and that would feel amazing. Great, can't, 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 maybe you just start feeling that now? Maybe, just a little bit? I think you can. Like here's the other thing. You know, this whole idea that you've heard me say over and over again is your success is inevitable. Well, if it's inevitable, what are you worrying about? And you want to know like what I think, okay, we can talk about 
the magic of manifesting and energy and all this stuff, which I love. You know, you hear me talk about all this weird stuff all the time, right? And now it's like no longer weird for most of you, which is great. It's that's the whole point is it shouldn't be weird anymore. That's that's that should be the goal. But here you want to know like the number one secret to success. Here's what it is. I mean, this is this is it. I look back at my career and it's uh just don't give up. Just don't give up. One of the most common questions I'll see from someone who's new is that question, which I just, I detest this question. How do you know when it's time to throw in the towel? When do you know when, it's, when you got to give up on an idea? Never. Never give up. Now, never give up on the destination. Never give up on the vision because the vision came from your heart. The vision came from within you. And if it came from within, it already means that you have everything it takes already to make that vision a reality, to make that dream actualized in your life. And so what's standing in the way is two things, you, (laughs) you, and time. So never give up. And that's what your success is inevitable is all about anyways. It's not a cool Instagram quote. It's a way to approach your life. If you knew that it was all gonna turn out in your favor, Think about that for a moment. If you knew it was all gonna turn out in your favor, like you were gonna get the results you want, you just don't know when, and you don't know how, how would you begin to show up differently today? I hope you're actually asking yourself this question because I'm not there to do the work for you. I can be like your personal trainer for your mind and your soul, but I can't do your push-ups for you. So if you knew that everything you wanted is inevitable, inevitability, but you don't know how right now, and you don't know when, how would you start to show up differently? And here's the funny thing. I just, I, I, we haven't even gotten into today's episode. I got some updates for you. This is all just like a little bonus chit, chit chat, chat, chitty chat. You know, the scuzzle butt. This is just a little scuzzle butt. So I was actually connecting with a, an old longtime friend just on uh, the other day, like the day before, like Wednesday of last week, actually, right before 4th of July. And anywho, he and I were really close when I was just getting started and he and I were both starting a business at the same time and we like reflected for like 30, 40 minutes on this nostalgic time, this time where I was living in my parents' basement and I was working 14 hour days, like didn't know what I was doing. I was addicted to Adderall. You know, I've shared some of this stuff before and there was such a sense of nostalgia there. Like we were kind of just laughing. It was like, weren't those the good old days, like a simpler time? And gosh, we were just like, so, you know, wide-eyed and bushy-tailed and like grinding away, trying to figure it out and lost and confused. And it was just so funny that we like had such good feelings for that time. And why that's so important for you is no matter where you're at in your business career, your entrepreneurial journey, What if you could begin to realize that, hey, one day when you actually get to that place that you've created a gap that, you know, that story that you're not there yet, you'll look back on this day right now, the day you're listening as like, wow, those were the good old days. And why that's so valuable is that you can choose a little bit more acceptance for where you're at. You can choose to enjoy this time just a little bit more, right? I think that's where gratitude is. Gratitude for the journey. That whatever hardship you're going through is preparing you for everything that you wanted, everything that you asked for. It's happening for you 
to prepare you. Are you paying attention or are you resisting it? Are you learning the lessons? Are you present to this? Are you just fighting this, trying to get to the end of the movie? The truth is you never get to the end. It's a constant story that never ends until we croak, right? Anywho, today's episode was inspired by a lot of hate that I've been receiving. Oh, I'm going to get into this. Yeah, we intentionally put up an ad on the Facebooks that's very controversial to a very cold audience. And my mastermind members especially were like, holy cow, James, like, how do you deal with all that negativity? And yes, there's a lot of negativity, you know, on it. We'll get into that. And I left it up. You know, I wasn't going to, someone want to call me a bad name. I'm not going to hide it. (laughs) Oh my gosh. So this to be contrast, this is what, that's what inspired this episode. A lot of people were asking about it. People like sending, wanting me to say, oh my gosh, I saw some hate on your post. I want to just send you some love. I hope you're doing okay. It's like, what? (laughs) Versus rewind the clock back to like high school, James. First of all, we found a picture that we're going to post on my Instagram feed very soon. And Oh my goodness, it's a picture of me 12 years ago, like when I started my business. Very different version of James. Like 60 pounds heavier than I am now. Like covered in acne and just like, oh boy, that guy, poor kid. He had a lot to learn, let me tell you. So there's been a big journey for me and I wanted to share that with you. And we're gonna approach this from a a couple angles because look, if your whole world is ruled by what others think of you, especially strangers on the internet, it's hurting your business and costing you more money than you can even fathom right now. And we got to address this. So that's all that and more is coming up on today's episode. I want to give you some quick updates. First of all, thank you so much for all of the reviews. You guys are amazing. We had a flood of new reviews on the podcast. So I so appreciate that. We've got a freebie gift we want to give you. If you leave a review, all you got to do is type out your review over on the iTunes, take a screenshot of it, send it over to customer success at jameswilmer.com. We'll link all that up in the show notes. Customer success at jameswilmer.com. And we're going to send you a free gift. It's an eight part mini series on the eight different mindset blocks that entrepreneurs have that prevent them from actually growing their business and creating a breakthrough transformation in their life. The feedback, the The reviews that people have been giving us just from that training has been amazing. So you're not going to want to miss it. Send that screenshot over to Rose, customer success at jameswilmer.com. And thank you so much. Oh, and we get feedback and like testimonials and stuff all the time. And so I wanted to share one that was an audio that came in from one of our listeners, Angie Gensler, uh, who shared a little bit of the success and growth that she's had in her business since listening to the podcast. Check this out. Hey, James. My name is Angie Gensler, and I've been a loyal listener of your podcast for about two years. And this past winter, my business experienced a 100x quantum leap in sales. It was bonkers. So my sales in September were around $2,000. And in December, I hit nearly $200,000 in sales. It was completely life transforming. And while I did the work and I produced a really kick-ass high-quality product and I provided exceptional value to my customers, I really truly believe that this growth would not have been possible without the mindset work that I've done since I've started listening to the Mind Your Business podcast. You have taught me how to take action through my fears, how to listen to my intuition, and how to rest in order to grow. 
And so if anyone out there is listening and you're finding yourself in this place of frustration, I encourage you to continue listening to James, continue listening to the Mind Your Business podcast, stay focused on your goals and persevere. My mantra throughout my entire journey has been perseverance, not perfection is the key to success. And in my lowest moments, that mantra has really helped remind me to just keep going, keep taking action. And then with the support that James has provided along the way, oh my goodness, it really made me unstoppable. So thank you so much, James. Thank you to your team. And if any of your listeners would like to connect with me, they can find me over at AngieGinsler.com. Well done, Angie. Congratulations. That's so freaking awesome. So in other news, if you've been following us on Instagram, you know that we finished up our video series. This has been like the biggest, like, oh my goodness. It's just such a huge project. We finished up our video series for the Rise of Digital CEO, the 2019 edition. We are so excited for it. July 29th. 2019. That's just a couple of weeks away. I hope it's saved in your calendar. Even if you're already a member of Business by Design or you saw last year's series, which people said was like the best free training on business and marketing they'd ever seen. Thank you very much for those very kind words. Make sure to save the date for this because it's, well, two things. First of all, it's different than last year's and it's better. Like that's the thing. As an artist, you get so, oh, you can so in your head. It's so vulnerable. You know, like I was, we did a, like a viewing party with some of the team and like their spouses and it was so uncomfortable to be like, oh gosh, they're watching, judging, thinking. So yes, that will relate even to today's episode, like freeing yourself from what other people think. But yeah, you know, you put your heart and soul into something and you, you want other people to find as much value in it as, as love as you've put in it to yourself. And all I can say for sure is that when I compare it this year's to last year's, it kicks last year's butt. And that should be the only thing we really are comparing and looking and judging is, is today and today's version and the version of who you are today better than the version of you yesterday. This falls in the vein of no longer being in a need to compare yourself and assess yourself to others. That's, that's, whole, that's the ego world, right? The ego version that just wants to like see where you size up. But it's also just in line with this whole idea of like, being in pursuit of your own personal growth and evolution and how important that is. And understand too that your growth isn't going to be linear, that not every day is you're going to be better than you were the day before or won't perceive that, you know, like give yourself a little bit of grace. But for me, that's very satisfying, gives me a lot of solace is, is just the idea that I go, well, you know, I put my heart and soul into this and this one's better than last one. By the way, book I hadn't read until recently was The War on Art. What a beautifully timed book for me because it really talks about the whole concept of the ego's manifestation of resistance from doing our best work, our art, our craft. And for me, a lot of that is is video. These videos is my art. It's me in my genius zone because I'm doing a combination of video, of writing, and teaching. And I put that all together in these videos. And yeah, resistance comes up. And wow, to read that book gives some really great distinctions. I'm going to just go ahead and say it's required reading for every single listener here is The War on Art. It's so good. It's so beautifully written. It was written by the um, screenplay writer and I think author. I think he wrote the book first and then screenplay. I can't remember. Uh, the Legend of Bagger Vance. You know, Will Smith. Bagger Vance, yes, huh? Nice shot there, sir. Was that, did I do a good impression? <laughs> no. Anyways, fantastic book. All right. Let's get into today's episode, how to free yourself 
from the opinions and judgments of others. Like I said before, what inspired this episode was some, a controversial ad that I created. It's not that controversial. It just has, it was to a newer audience. So it, I actually expected a lot of pushback. I expected some negativity and I left it up there and it didn't affect me. No one reached their hand through the computer screen and, you know, punched my lights out or anything. Today, I'm really free of that in the most sense, okay? And I really learned that lesson, how imprisoned I was back in about 2014. I did my biggest launch at that time. It was so big for me. 48-hour film school. Some of you listeners might remember that launch. 48-hour film school. I did $256,000 in sales and then went on to triple revenue that year. And that was the first year I hit a million dollars in my business. So I tripled revenue. And I'll tell you right now, people ask like, what caused that growth? And I'll tell you right now, it's everything I'm going to share in this episode. I realized for years how small I had been playing in my business because I wanted everyone to like me. I needed everybody to like me. I didn't want to ruffle any feathers. I didn't want to upset anybody. I didn't want anybody to judge me. I didn't want anyone to criticize me. So I played safe. I, I was serving up vanilla instead of Rocky Road. And as a result of that, my revenue, I realized that by the end of the year, massively, massively suffered. Which also means, remember, because your income is a byproduct of impact. You're going to be helping far more people who invest in your stuff because the transformation begins with the transaction. So I wasn't helping nearly as many people right? So, wow. So that was like the first year that it really got that and just exploded. And we got to take a look in a moment at what it's really costing you to make what other people, especially complete strangers, think of you a priority, like giving so much value to what a complete stranger's opinion of you is and what that's costing you and what that looks like, how you show up as a result of that. But here's what's really interesting too is I remember, this is a story. So I, I recently connected with an old, old friend who reminded me of a story I had completely forgot. And it was, she said that I had called her up years ago. This is like 2008, 2009, basically calling her up ready to give up on my business that I was like just starting. And she just like talked me off this ledge. And she said it was because I went to an event. I was like, I hardly remember this until she told me, jogged my memory that I went to this event and there was somebody there who'd been working on their business for less time than me. They were already like making more money. She said, I just like called her so discouraged and was like, what, what am I even doing this for? And was ready to give up. And she like talked me off the ledge and said, you know, don't give up. And man, I just remember like how much I was living my life for, you know, comparison to others and, you know, beating myself up and wow. And so, maybe that's in a place where you are or that resonates with you and goes back to what I was saying before is like, just don't give up, just don't give up. And I think for a lot of people, what's having them not make the sales they want comes down to this, this need to be liked and this, this concern for what other people think of you. So this to me is, is something that I've been really passionate about recently. It's been on my mind a lot because I see it a lot. Uh, and I believe this is a self-imposed prison that we're in. And the bars of this prison that you put yourself in are the opinions and judgments of others. Like even just notice in public, like you don't want to talk too loudly because you don't want to get people's attention or, you know, you s say things which are supposed to be normal and, you know, like, oh, that's, that's the expectations and standards of... Society, And I was actually demonstrating this at my mastermind in Chicago. We were in the lobby of a hotel and I was talking about this whole concept 
And I just stood up. I don't remember what I said, but I just stood up in front of like all these people in the lobby and just like yelled something. Like, I'm afraid of what people think of me or something like that, right? And like all these people turn heads. It's like, oh my gosh. And the people sitting next to me, of course, were really uncomfortable because I'd just gotten all this attention, you know, from complete strangers. But can we start to notice and recognize, and maybe you can get present to this in all areas of your life, because how you do one thing is how you do everything, to where we hold ourselves back, where we, where we hesitate, where we kind of operate from this like real subtle fear because we don't want even a complete stranger to think negatively of us. So we're in, I believe we're in the self-imposed prison that keeps us trapped, that keeps us not getting um, fully expressing ourselves and being in our truth and, and living our best life because, you know, we're concerned about what others think. So yeah, this is kind of uh, the promise of this episode is how to free yourself from that, how to free yourself from the self-imposed prison because you have the keys to unlock this prison at any time. But here's the thing. I'm not talking about being an, a jerkwad here. Okay, so a lot of people will then misinterpret it and this is usually people that care a lot about what other people think. They say, oh, what, I'm just supposed to be a jerk to everybody and not care at all and just like have zero regard for any other human? No, that's not what we're talking about here. We're talking about the fact that like, hey, you have a message, you have content, you have something you want to share and you're about to go put it on and you're like, oh, what if, what if they don't like it? That's not being a jerk with zero regard for people. That's taking a stand for something. That's having courage. That's speaking your truth. So I'm not saying be a jerk to people. I'm not saying treat people poorly. <laughs> Always lead with compassion, have the intention that anybody who, and I have this intention constantly, that anybody that crosses your path leaves your little bubble feeling better, being better off for having crossed paths with you, for being more, you know, they're, they're inspired, they're lifted up a bit, they feel understood and heard. That's your intention. I'm not saying that's your attachment, that's your intention, that's not your attachment, you don't need to, and then you're gonna have a bad day if they didn't walk away loving you. But how much of your life is through the lens of I need people to like me? And as a result, you're at the whim of something that first of all, you cannot control. You can't control the way people think and how they perceive you, how they perceive themselves. And people are making judgments and opinions constantly. And we actually, we just wanna have compassion for this. And in a moment, we're gonna get into the why behind it because I think, if you understand the why a little bit, you can have a little bit more compassion, understanding, and realize at the end of the day that anybody who wants to say something negative about you, has, this has nothing to do with you. Do you have that friend that sees nothing but good in everyone? What kind of person is that? That's a really amazing person. That says a lot about that individual. Oh yeah, my friend so-and-so, they, they just always have you know sunny side up, the bright side of everything. Now is the silver lining. What does that say about that type of person, right? They're a very positive, optimistic, like life-embracing human, and that's awesome. So what does that say about someone that's the exact opposite of that? That's their stuff, not yours, give it back, okay? But here's the truth, every successful entrepreneur will face the judgment and criticism, people that don't like you, okay? Every successful entrepreneur has people that don't like them. There are people out there in the world that don't like me. I'm okay with that. That's not your job to get everybody to like you. And I know it can be very confusing at times because all these social media sites, which so much online business has become about social media is about like friends and likes. 
That's not the job is to make friends in your business. Please free yourself from that. But I'm here to say that you will only achieve, and I hope someone gets this here, you will only achieve the level of success that matches the threshold of your tolerance for criticism. In other words, there's a lot of people out there that have got some big desires, some big yearnings, some big visions, and some big dreams, but they are unwilling and unable to tolerate the level of criticism that comes with that success. Therefore, subconsciously, you will sabotage yourself and not reach that level of success. That's why this is so vitally important. And a lot of this goes back to a theme most of us have seen our entire lives, which is this need to be like everybody else. Do you notice that? Have you noticed that personally in your life? Like even just this kind of underlying context of wanting to be like everybody else. Like for example, last week, my episode was about really bizarre habits that I do. And there were some like haters. There was some like massive judgers. And my experience of that, when someone comes, it's like, oh my gosh, you know, how dare you? Blah, blah, blah which is so crazy that people would get triggered by me living my life, like how judgy of you, but that's okay. To me, that really excites me because I don't want a normie life. I don't want to live the life of normies. So this whole idea of I want to be like everybody else, well, if I'm going to share about how my life is extremely different and it's aligned with what makes me happy, First of all, why would I care what anyone thinks about me if I'm living my happiest life? I enjoy my habits. I enjoy, I do those things because I want to, not because someone else told me I had to. And that's the whole theme. That's the whole point is, doesn't that give you permission for you to have your bizarre habits to do the things that make you happy? Heck yeah. Here's the concept here with this, is that this idea of wanting to be like everyone else, well, first of all, you're not everyone else. Being like everybody else is denying yourself who you truly are. And even the idea of everyone else is a bunch of other people in society denying themselves of who they really are. So even this whole everyone else expectation is everyone's denial of their true sense and self. It's this false expectation and story that gets generated in society you know, there's myriads of them, you know, like, like, you know, for example, and, and by the way, we can talk at great length of where a lot of these expectations come from. Okay. Um, great show on Netflix. Adam ruins everything. He talks a lot about these concepts here. One of which is like, you know, buy the house, you know, be a homeowner, white picket fence, blah, blah, blah. And the whole idea of homeownership was a marketing campaign that the American dream was owning a home was a, and they, t- they talk about it in Adam Ruins Everything, was a marketing campaign by a home developing company. You know, a lot of the, the societal expectations that we have were marketing campaigns. Here's another one, the whole don't litter campaign. This is fascinating. It's all in an episode of Adam Ruins Everything, which is really fascinating. Like don't litter, and obviously I'm saying we shouldn't litter, but the whole idea of like America got to clean up you know, clean up your country and like your littering and all that stuff. 
was actually caused, all the trash and a lot of the litter was caused actually by like the manufacturing companies like, like uh, you know, soda cans and whatnot when they switched from like glass to plastic or, and, and, and uh, aluminum cans. They had made, to save on costs, they had made less recyclable type products that caused more trash and they didn't want to deal with it so they created an anti-litter campaign that pointed the blame at the people. Now again, I'm not saying go be a litter bug, but I'm saying a lot of these expectations of society of how we're supposed to be come from a marketing campaign. And uh, if you don't believe me, go watch a few episodes of Adam, Adam Ruins Everything. Um, even the idea of taking a shower every day, there are doctors that will tell you that taking a shower every day is, is not good for you because there's certain oils on your skin that get, when you take too, too many showers, you know, get rinsed off. I don't know. There's a whole science behind it. So like where a lot of these expectations come from, you got to be really mindful, right? So you don't want to be like everybody else because everybody that is everybody else is them not being who they truly are. And that's you denying yourself who you really are. But we think we need to be like everybody else so that we can be liked. Yet, how untrue is that? How, have you ever noticed that the people you follow and the people you admire, you admire for them because it's like, wow, I just love the fact that they don't care what others think. Wow, I just love their courage. I just love that they speak so authentically, so real and so raw. Have you ever considered that? Like this, the opinion paradox is that the people you like the most, admire the most, are the ones that care the least about what others think. And then the inverse becomes true as well. That people that are operating their lives and their businesses from this need to be liked, that becomes one of the most unattractive qualities, right? Neediness, like desperation, those aren't attractive qualities. You don't say, I really, I follow James because, man, he just is trying so hard to get people to like him. He just cares so much about what everybody thinks. And as a result, I just love how he flip-flops on the stands he takes. I love how he really just stays in the middle and just is like total vanilla. And I love that he just doesn't say anything new. You know, I love that he just says stuff that I already agree with and doesn't get me to think. <laughs> right? Okay, so you know this to be true. We know it. You already know this. I'm preaching to the choir. But if you're playing the game of needing to be liked, you've already lost. It's an impossible game to win for two reasons. First of all, someone's choice of their opinion or thought or judgment or do they like you or not is not in your control. And you can do everything you want to try and get them to like you and they can still just say, no, Maybe they're having a bad day. But also, it's just the fact that no one's ever going to like you. This is it's just impossible. There's just no way because there's too much diversity anyway. So you're just trying to please everybody or you end up being that like vanilla in the middle and people don't really like the vanilla. So you're, you're kind of damned if you do, you're damned if you don't. So opt out of that game. And then there's that quote that I love, which is, I don't know what the secret to success is, but the secret to failure is trying to please everyone. It's the same thing here. So let's kind of look at the why a little bit here. Why would someone form an opinion of you, positive or negative? You know, this is the ego survival 
side where you can notice this in yourself. And the more you start to recognize this in yourself, how you do this to others, the more you can free yourself a little bit of it. But people are always judging. And it's actually talked about in the war in art, this whole pecking order hierarchy that people put people in a hierarchy. They compare, they contrast, they see where does this person rank up with that person. Obviously, I'm on my pellet, my new brand new Peloton right now. And so there's this whole ranking order when you're doing a run and it says what like number you are out of all the people. And of course, I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm not I'm not high enough on this. Right. That's like my ego needing to be number one. Of course, I'm probably competing against some like marathon runner who's been doing this for like 20 years. Right. But I need to be number one. That's the ego. Okay, and so people are always doing that. It's really just like a survival. I need to know where I fit in this pecking order, in this hierarchy. I need to know where I, where I stand and where they stand. Now, here's another interesting thing is do you find yourself judging others a lot? Do you find yourself always looking at people and making a quick snap judgment or assessment? Because it's people that judge the most that are the ones that care the most about what others think. So this is we're attacking this from a couple different sides, folks. If you're worried about what other people think and you're seeing how that's having an, a negative impact in your business, notice right now how much you're judging strangers and friends and family, people on the internet, me, right? Because if you wanna free yourself from the need to be liked, you're gonna need to free yourself from the need to judge others because it's those that judge others that care the most about what others think. Because if you're judging others, you're judging yourself, right? I have to assume that if you're tough on a complete stranger without knowing their full story, I can only imagine how tough you are on yourself. And what really comes into play with this entire theme of what we're talking about is how vitally critical self-love is. Like, and by the way, great book, Love Yourself Like Your Life Depends On It. When you, and I worked on this for a long time, and we had Paul Fishman come on the episode too. He talked about self-love. But when you truly love yourself and honor yourself and just and really, truly, unconditionally love everything about you, then that's the only opinion that matters. And who cares if a complete stranger says something negative about you? When you get to a place where only your opinion about yourself matters and your opinion is nothing but unconditional love, you can begin to free yourself from this. And I really believe that's the key to unlocking this prison. But here's the thing. Like I said before, people that judge the most tend to care the most about what others think. Life is a reflection, so they're just projecting, right? So if you're afraid of what others think, you're basically afraid of somebody that's completely concerned with the opinions and judgments of others. In other words, you're afraid of someone else's opinion of you and this other person is just as afraid, if not more afraid, of your opinion of them. In other words, they're afraid of you. Now, can you get present to that for just a moment? That this person that you're like, you're about to do that post or that Instagram thing, and you're like, oh God, I hope everybody likes it. But before you hold back and like water it down and pull your punch, you know, which what maybe you notice yourself doing or, or that visceral, physical feeling you have when you're like, I'm going to go live on Facebook and you're so petrified that you don't. Can you get present to a moment that the people that are going to see that live or see that Instagram post or whatever are just as afraid of you. They're just as concerned about your opinion of them. They need your approval. 
that they feel the same way, maybe even worse than you. In fact, that's a big reason why people judge is because they're so afraid. They're so in their prison, and let's come with compassion with this. They're so in their prison that they see you out there free from your prison doing what they wish they could be doing, that their ego gets real flared up, real triggered because you're a threat to them. You're a threat to their belief system about the value and importance of a complete stranger's opinion. So what do they do? They got to make you wrong because the ego can't be wrong. The ego can't be wrong. So they must make you wrong. So can you, for a moment, come with some almost like anticipated compassion for that person's negative opinion? Is that that's where that's coming from? That you're, you're actually a threat to somebody. You threaten their entire existence right now because they've been so afraid to do anything They've been operating from such a need to be like everybody else and have all the approval and respect and likeness from everybody that they've said no to their dreams. And here you are coming along, strutting your stuff in your swagger, living your dreams. Oh, hell no. I ain't having that. There must be something wrong with you. I'm going to attack you. Have you ever considered that for a moment? How does that feel to realize that the only people who would judge you, criticize you, think negatively of you, which is all, by the way, outside of your control, let go of the control, these are all people that are afraid of you. How powerful does that feel? Look, this is what I realized long ago. I said, wow, what's going to hold most people back is they're just too scared. What are they afraid of? The same things that I'm afraid of. So what do we have to be afraid of? And that was when I launched 48-hour film school. I got sick twice. Oh, all the stuff came up. I literally was like vomiting out my old belief systems. I was like puking on set of our video series. But I was free of it. I was so free. And that's the thing is like once you take one foot out of that self-imposed prison, you realize there's nothing to be afraid of. It's only like as you approach that line, is it scary? You take that one step out and you realize there was nothing to be afraid of the entire time. No one has ever reached through my computer screen and punched me in the face. No one has ever like come and hunt me down and tried to attack me. Yet the fear becomes so real, it really feels like life or death, does it not? Like your reputation is in the hands of a complete stranger, and if you tarnish your reputation, it will end your entire business, and then of course your entire life. I'm here to tell you that's not true. Now, operate from integrity. Operate with accountability, and that will fortify your confidence. So you have nothing to worry about. Do what you say you're gonna do, be honest, be good, be well-intentioned, and do your thing. You know, I'm not saying, hey, you know, don't worry about what other people think and just, you know, manipulate and steal and do, no. Please, that's a very different conversation. That is the ego trying to justify logically why you need to stay in this prison. So if, any, if that's been coming up for anybody, recognize it. That's not serving you. Well, James, no, I have to care what other people think because I can't just be this, like, sociopath 
a-hole that that hurts and harms people this is that is not the same conversation at all folks that is not what we're talking about here we're talking about you doing your best work fully self-expressed helping people making a difference and choosing not to do that choosing not to save someone's life because you're more concerned about the opinions and judgments of you that a complete stranger has that that's for some reason more important i'm here to tell you it's not and you're either operating in your genius zone, living your best life, and making the biggest impact you possibly can, or you're operating in a survival small zone of, I need people to like me. Well, look, I like you. I like you a lot. So, done. So, this will also help when you end the judgment of others. Start to notice when you just constantly judge others and just send love and compassion instead, because your subconscious mind cannot tell the difference whether you're talking about them or you. So you judge others, you're judging yourself and you're putting in your heart and your energy hate, okay? Yeah, that's gotta stop. And instead, it's gonna come down to loving yourself. This can start as an affirmation. This can start as a daily discipline, a new habit. You know, it's don't get in your head about this. This is in your heart anyway. So if you're trying to figure this out in your head, you're looking in the wrong place. This is about a daily commitment to choosing to love yourself first. And if any of this sounds selfish, think again, because for those in our life that we care about, we want each of them to live their best lives and put themselves first and be free of the judgments and opinions of others. And how can they do that when we aren't unwilling to do that ourselves? When you love yourself unconditionally, you give others permission to love themselves unconditionally. When you're free from what others think, those around you will start to be free of that as well because it'll rub off. People watch and model who you're being far more than what you say. Most people don't listen at all. I'm curious, are you listening right now? Or are you just kind of tuning in and out and only like agreeing with the parts you've already heard before? That's another episode of how much we just filter out that which doesn't confirm with our model of the world, all right? This, for some people, is trying on something completely new, and we're, we're just getting started. I got, I'm going to take you further down the rabbit hole in just a moment. But if you truly love yourself, and again, it might not happen overnight. It took me some time. It really did. I love, I love myself. I love my life. I love everything about me, and now when I got my new Peloton, you're going to hear me talk about it over and over again, and I'm working out twice a day. I'm on that thing twice a day. I'm like, I'm just like, I love my body. I love my energy. I love where I'm at with my health, and it's not perfect. I'm like, I'm, I couldn't run like a marathon right now or anything near that, but I just like, I, I appreciate where I'm at, and I just give myself as much unconditional love as I possibly can, and when I really feel that, I don't need anybody else's love. It's nice, of course, it's always nice. But no amount of someone else's hate's gonna remove the love that I have for myself because that's their own stuff. You know that now. So let's, let's take the next uh, approach on this is that I want you to take a look at something specific, an area, an action, activity, something that you've been hesitating on the most in your business caused by the fear of the opinions and criticisms and thoughts and judgments of others. Is it going live on Facebook? Is it sending out that email? Is it doing that launch? What is it? And I want you to bring that thing to your mind right now. Recall that situation. Think of this thing right now. Do you have that? I'm gonna give you a moment. I'll give you a second here to, if you weren't really fully present here. Call to mind the thing that you are really fearing the most 
in your business that you're, you know, you're afraid of what others will think. You're afraid of the judgments. You're afraid of the criticisms. And call that to your mind now. Is there a picture that you create in your mind that starts to stir up some negative emotions, some, some worry, some anxiety? Just notice if there is some sort of image or a movie, and what is that image? Now, chances are, without having you here to do this work one-on-one, that's an image that is probably not a very empowering one, which is why the negative emotion, right? Like I've had clients describe, it's like these strangers or my audience is like 10 feet bigger than me and they're like attacking me and they're scaring me. I've had literal images in my mind where it's like a mob of people with torches and, and pitchforks coming to hunt me down. Well, any image like that is gonna put anybody into panic or worry. And you're not gonna feel very confident. Now, here's the thing about confidence. Confidence is a choice. That's so beautiful. It's a choice. It's a state you can choose to access right now. You'll feel confidence in the direct proportion to your positive expectations with the future. In other words, when you think about this thing, if you ask yourself, how do you think this is gonna go? How do you think it's gonna go? And it's like, not well then chances are your confidence level is going to be really low. And so most people, their confidence, their state of confidence has to do with the relationship of their predictability of a future outcome. The thing is, is like, can you, (laughs) you can develop confidence even when it's not going to go well. Like if you're going to do that first Facebook live or that first launch, it's like, yeah, it's probably going to be messy. It's probably not going to do well. I'm probably going to make a bunch of mistakes. I'm probably going to look stupid at least once. You can have a lot of confidence when you're like, and that's okay. Like just giving yourself permission to look stupid, to make a mistake. I believe one of my secret powers, my superpowers, whatever, is that because I freed myself from this need to have everybody like me, I'm more willing to make more mistakes than most people. I'm more willing to fail. And ironically, by the way, little side note, because I didn't have that fear of making a mistake, I don't make as many. I'm not trying to brag or anything, but have you ever considered that the operating from that fear is the number one thing that's affecting your performance? So that self-love and self-acceptance gives you the opportunity to give yourself permission to make mistakes, to get it wrong, because you're getting it wrong in the pursuit of getting it right. So you have a choice. When you look at this thing, and you recall this thing to mind or call this to your mind, this thing that you're gonna do that you've been hesitating and full of fear on, you could have this big image of something that's really scary and that freaks you out and gives you like no confidence, low vibration, right? And has you resist it. Or you could, when you focus on this thing like this Facebook Live or writing this email or this launch, you could choose to create a new image in your mind. A new image that's, the image that you want, the outcome-oriented perspective. Maybe it's an image of that one person that's out there drowning, struggling, in need of your help, that's desperate, and then they find you. What would that look like in your mind to call to your mind an image of somebody that's finding your Facebook Live, that's reading that email, that's going through that launch, that's going through that webinar, and they're sitting there on the other end hanging on to your every word, sitting on the edge of their seat, eyes wide open, focused, because finally, for the first time in their life, they found a solution, they found an answer, they found a ray of hope. 
the moment you can orientate yourself away from this small plane need to be liked and that fear of everyone else's opinions that they're all out to get you and cut you down and just begin to focus on that one person that you can help that one person out there that's who we're all doing this for there's one person listening to this episode right now that i know for a fact needed to hear this today that's who i'm doing it for and there's someone here that's probably like i didn't learn anything new this isn't some marketing strategy it's gonna grow my business i'm blah 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 blah, blah. that's fine i probably nailed the impression <laughs> That's fine. That's fine because I'm not trying to be for everybody. I'm just trying to help somebody, anybody. That's all we can do. That's within our control is our intention to help somebody. And you can help somebody at the level at which you're at right now. See, another fallacy is thinking that you have to be somewhere else before you can start helping somebody. That's not true. So when you... Make that your dominant intention and that's the image you put in your mind and that's what you focus on. Is the anxiety still there? Is the worry, is the doubt, is the fear or have you freed yourself from that mental prison? Is the confidence starting to increase a little bit? When you focus on what if there's just one person out there getting your help whose life gets changed because of that decision you made to do it anyway. Now let's look at the inverse. The inverse is that there's that person that's out there that needed you, desperately needed you, and you chose not to show up. You chose not to share your message and your truth because you were too concerned about what the haters and the judges would say. So that person didn't get saved today. Now, how does that feel? What does that look like when someone's life goes unsaved because you are unwilling to show up for them. And at the end of the day, I think we'll all care at some level what some, most, a certain amount of number of people care about or think about us will care about their opinions. You know, like I really want my wife to love me. I care that she likes me, right? If she has a negative opinion of me, I'm, I'm probably going to be pretty bummed out. But the magic delete key that puts you into your power is moment by moment do you choose to operate from the impact and service that you can create the difference you can have in one friggin' person's life just one person's life or the choice to be consumed with the fears and worries of something that's far beyond your control the judgments the criticisms of complete strangers that's the choice moment by moment what will you choose. Now to wrap up here for a little conclusion piece, the last thing I kind of want to bring up here is that this idea of like, we're actually to just to take this conversation further. We're actually not afraid of what others will think of us when we say we are, Oh, I'm afraid of what they'll think. That's actually not, that's like a half truth. It's not that we're afraid of what they'll think of us. We're afraid that it's true. And if it were true, what would that really mean about us? So again, it's not that we're afraid of what people will think about us. We're afraid that they might be right. And chances are that fear is there because we're already believing some aspect of it ourselves. 
Like if we're afraid someone's going to think we're not qualified enough, we're only afraid of that because it's already active in our own vibration. We're already afraid that we're thinking, we're already thinking ourselves, I don't think I'm qualified enough. So that's the only reason why it has any weight with a complete stranger. So like, for example, if you had a PhD, 10 best-selling books, a Nobel Peace Prize, and you are very clear and confident that your credibility and authority and expertise is not in question, and someone writes on a Facebook post, you don't know what you're talking about, would it bother you then? No. So have you ever considered that the only reason there's that fear resistance there is because it's already active in your subconscious at some level? That's why giving the self-love and the bigger purpose of impacting and changing even just one person's life is really like the big delete key for this. But recognize, you know, well, what am I afraid that they will think? And really flush it out. Take the time, write it down. Well, so, well, well if I'm afraid of criticism, which criticisms specifically, what am I afraid they're going to say? And whatever you write down means you're already believing that to be true at some level. If someone called me short, I'm six foot, it's not very tall, but it's not very short. But if someone called me short, I wouldn't get upset by it. Oh, pff, so short. Uh, okay, it's great. I don't think I'm short, so that's fine, <laughs> right? Okay. So now, when someone on the internet or anywhere says something negative about you, you have a new, an opportunity for a new relationship with this. First of all, if there's any reaction to it, like it just doesn't feel good. You like resist it. it. You start to feel uncomfortable. You get tunnel vision or something when you look at it. Now you can simply say, instead of saying, oh my goodness, they don't like me or whatever else you have been saying, you can say, oh, look, this is someone just showing me something, evidence of what I already have active in my own vibration. This is what I'll need to heal and work through next. Like, what if everyone was just a mirror for you to work through your stuff? Oh, look, this person said this, and this is really upsetting me right now. This must be something that's active within me that I need to work through. Thank you for this. Now, most people don't do that, do they? No. Thank you for this. This is great. I need to work through this and heal that and like embrace and embody more self-love. <sighs> okay, so we covered a lot in today's episode, and it's, it's a big one, guys. And I, I think, I believe it's holding people back, maybe holding you back more than you even realize. So the more you can get present to this, the better. The more you can just start to recognize it everywhere. Like get present to those moments where you're about to, what I call at-bat moments. At-bat moments, it's a baseball analogy, and I'm not much of a baseball guy, is where you step up to the plate, and everyone's watching. And you're either gonna hit the ball or not. Home run or a strike. And those moments, like doing that Facebook Live, doing that webinar, sending out that email, whatever, where you're putting yourself out there for approval or rejection. Notice what you do in those moments. Do you hesitate? Do you hold back? Do you pull your punches? Or do you just open wide, open heart, put it all on the line, take a stand, pick a side, speak your truth? If you're doing the latter, you're beginning to free yourself from this self-imposed prison. And every successful entrepreneur that became successful had to let go to some degree that need to be liked. They had to let go of the energy, the wasted energy of trying to avoid that criticism. And I hope you will do the same. Thank you so much for listening. Hey guys, by the way, we've got so many amazing episodes 
coming your way to the podcast. I just interviewed the author of The Miracle Morning, which has sold like two gajillion copies, Hal Elrod. He's extraordinary. His story is unbelievable, and it's such a good episode. Tyler McCall, my buddy, Mr. McCall, the real McCall himself, who... uh Follower to Fan Society, amazing dude. He's going to be on the podcast. Jen Casey and Natalie Jill and so many more coming your way. So if you haven't subscribed already, make sure to do that now and we'll see you all on the next episode. Take care. Neuroscience tells us that your brain doesn't match your beliefs to fit your life. It matches your life to fit your beliefs. In other words, if you want to change your life, change your beliefs. Inside my newest book, Hardwired for Entrepreneurship, I reveal the real difference that makes the difference between the few high-performing entrepreneurs that go on to build multi-million dollar businesses that impact hundreds of thousands of people's lives versus the vast majority who struggle, burn out, break down, and inevitably give up. And the difference ain't in a funnel, launch strategy, or marketing hack. The difference comes down to what's going on between your ears. So are you wired for entrepreneurship? Grab your free copy to find out now. Just visit jameswedmore.com forward slash wired. There's no funnel, no pitch, no sale, nada. Just a good old fashioned read that's gonna blow your mind.